0: That was something very interesting to see, and now today, I think the last day I, I tracked Hey Beast was on March the second. It's down to one point nine.
1: I'm looking at one point three right now. Oh
0: my god! Right now, on <laughs> from nine e, can you imagine some people
1: paid eight, nine e? Yes, bro. Yes. Know, pre-reveal. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, that is wild. Attention, all future master NFT traders. This episode is all about taking profits, baby. We end with a nice little dose of non fungible T2. This is NFT Culture Club. All right, welcome back. It is the NFT Culture Club. We're recording on a Saturday, and this yes, is episode sir. five. NFT Hawk, how are you doing
0: today? Doing great, guys. I just, I just, well, I didn't, I didn't mint, but I was able to buy off secondary loser club NFT. Super excited about it. Uh, so we're, 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 we're rocking and rolling on a Saturday morning. Yeah.
1: There's a, there's a little bit of, uh, of drama. Um, it was, it was fun to listen to. I wish we recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you were going through buying it.
0: Because I was I was trying uh, I was trying to mint from the site like they they launched today. This is NFT called uh, Loser Club. But first off, welcome back to the podcast, guys. We appreciate you guys for lo- tuning in again, or if you're new here, for coming. But yeah, there's an NFT called Loser Club that minted today. It was point zero eight eight. There was about three thousand left after their pre-sale. and I was there. John was there. We we're all even my friend Kristen. She was there. We were like ready to mint and it just sold out instantly. It was gone. Just was like gone. that. Just like that. Just like that. We don't know what happened. It was gone. So I still bought at twice the price, which is why I think a lot of people fight for these like pre-sale mint spots because uh, you can get it in cheap. But I had to buy twice the price at 0.15 and then I got well, 0.14 and I got another one at 0.13. Uh, so I'm excited about it.
1: And I just lost out on gas. So I, I tried to buy, didn't work, and I still had to pay. And that's, that's the game we play here uh, in the NFT world. Yeah. Uh, but with that being said, let's tell the people how we can make some money in the NFT world. Today's episode is going to be all about how to make an NFT sale. Uh, so let's go back to our new friend in the NFT space. John B. John B listen to episode 4 listen to episode 3 he, he's a great listener he's listened to all the episodes he's taken he notes figured out <laughs> yep and he figured out uh, a good project to buy in but now he wants to sell right okay. now he wants to sell an nft for whatever reason let's say some liquidity let's say he wants to reinvest in a different nft but or just take a or just forwarding. take a profit you know there you go. Yes, or just take a profit. So yeah. So ultimately, we're gonna help John B. sell his uh, resell. We should say resell his first NFT. And uh, believe it or not, I actually tried to do this this past weekend with one of the NFTs that I'm holding. Uh, and my name is also John B. So no oh, man, sure how that works out. Crazy
0: coincidence, right there. That's wow, bro. That's wow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we're gonna talk about the mechanics quickly, but then we're gonna really go into like the strategy behind selling. Uh, how you price things out, when you wanna sell, uh, what things to look into as you're setting your prices, all of that. So first of all, the mechanics. So when you go onto to OpenSea.io, you're gonna log in with your MetaMask and you'll see all your different NFTs pop up in your profile. Click on the one that you wanna sell and click on that sell button in the upper right corner. It's pretty simple in that way. There you're going to be able to set a price uh, and complete your listing. But we want to say here, the first time you sell on OpenSea, you will pay a fee. And this, you're essentially just paying gas uh, to essentially like let OpenSea list things for you. Um, And when I just did it this past weekend, it cost me $63 in gas. Yeah, $63 in gas. So that's that's just the cost of selling the first time when you want to sell on OpenSea. But that's really just like the basics. There's a lot more that we need to go into. So NFT Hawk, let's get into it. First of all, you do have that option to set your price. How do you price your NFTs.
0: Yeah, I think for me everything is about keeping track of your numbers and just in this space in general, just be as organized as possible. It's it's still business. This is still investing. Uh so you want to like keep track. Like hey, I bought this NFT for point one. Uh I pay another point zero two in in gas because even though we're now we're playing an ETH, right? It's still USD you're playing with. You know what I mean? It's still money. And it, sometimes it can be very easy to start spending ETH up quickly and, you know, just like not looking at the numbers, not noticing how much things cost you. Uh, and that is where you're going to wreck yourself when it comes to trying to take profits and make money because, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe it was only 0.1, but you ended up paying because gas was high. You ended up paying like 0.14 for the, for the NFT. And now you're trying to, you know, you're trying to sell it for 0.15, but now you got to pay uh gas to list it for your first time. And it, you know, you're going to get to a point where like, you probably won't take a profit unless you're really paying attention to exactly how much you pay for things. So the first thing is, just keeping track of how much you bought, how much you paid to buy it. If you pay 0.1 and then you paid another 0.02 for gas. Okay. All right, bet. I my my buy in was 0.12 and now for profits and you want to think about this early on and a lot of people a lot of good investors talk about it people who I follow uh, they'll list right away you know like when they buy something if they plan on selling it it's different if you're buying something to hold but if you're if you're looking to make a sale and make some money then you want to list you want to list right away you want to uh, or you know or or you can wait and watch and see how things go But since you are going to have to pay a fee your first time on the list, you might as well get that all out the way so that, you know, because sometimes the market moves very fast. The market moves very fast and there could be news and something happening where the floor floor is like running up and you're away from the computer. You know, you're out living your life. John B's kicking it with his friends and, you know, he noticed that his project has taken off and now he's got to go home. And, you know, connect to OpenSea and MetaMask and and list his project. And before you know it, the the floor could be going right back down and he missed his opportunity to catch a profit. So listing right away just allows you to, one, already have in mind how much you want to make. Uh, For me, I try to at least double, Uh, you know, if if John B's buy-in was 0.12, at least try to shoot up, you know, 0.24, you know, or 0.3. And don't be afraid of small profits because those add up, you know, you know, a a little, a little point, another, another point one, two or another point two, you know, that, that starts to add up. That starts to add up very quickly, uh, especially if you start buying multiple of a project that you like that's cheaper, you can find yourself coming into a nice amount of profit. Uh, So, yeah, I try to list right away how much my goal is. And and don't, don't, don't don't mind list. Don't, don't mind. um, I mean, don't be afraid to list high. Because you can always lower it. But if you don't list yes. high and yeah, if you don't list high enough, you'll have to cancel your listing, uh, which costs gas. That's another gas fee. And I know this sucks, guys. There's a lot of fees, you know, involved with OpenSea, yep. which is why a lot a lot of people are excited about Coinbase, NFT, and just kind of complaining about OpenSea. because or just Ethereum in general, they want like they want to have to pay less in gas and less fees, and these are things that they're working on in the space, but it's something you guys got to be careful about because it starts to add up. So, yeah, you can you can always lower uh, you can always lower your listing. You can set it for, uh, you know, a certain amount of time. You can set it for three days, one day, you know what I mean? Or for like 30 days, I believe. Uh, let me see the, the duration you can do. Uh, you, OK, you can do one day, three days, seven days or you can do a month. That's how long your listing yep. can be up there. Uh, so you can you know you can have it up there for that amount of time. Like I said, you can set your price high. You can set it at two ETH, and then you know if the floor gets to one ETH, and you feel like yo this is a good profit, lower it to one ETH and, and you know make that sale. But you want to make that sale. This is how you make your money in NFTs by you know selling NFT, reselling your NFT, um, and, and just catching some profits.
1: Perfect, perfect. Yeah. So I think tracking those numbers is really a, a key first step. Make sure you have everything added up so that you know you're you're selling above your cost again just just want to reiterate that um but there's also some other things that go into the pricing right um and i
0: i want to start well before before we get before we get into that let's just let's just just uh john b you know it's his first sale right so he he doesn't really know he doesn't really know how much he should list it for. You know, he's he bought it at say, you know, 0. 0.12 and he likes it. He thinks it's more valuable than that. A good gauge is to now look at the floor price. And again, the floor price is just the cheapest how much how much someone is is, is selling uh the, the cheapest NFT that someone is offering. So, uh if if in that collection in that, in that collection, exactly. So, if someone else is selling uh, if if if, the, if no one else is selling for less than uh, 0.5 then the floor price is 0. 0.5 because you can't buy for less than that if no one is willing to sell for less than that
1: unless you put yours for under 0. 0.5 which would be stupid so essentially you want to at least list above the floor price
0: right? yeah you want to you want to list at least list at the floor price but if you want to make a sell, you're like hey i want to I, I need cash right away. I want to get this thing off my hands. What, what what should you do? You can list below the floor price. You can list 0.49. You know, and guess what? Your item is probably going to get bought first because you got the cheapest one. But what what happens with that? People keep undercutting if they want to sell first. Um, and that is how floor prices go down because everyone is trying to make a sale. So, I mean, if people are trying to sell. And again, this is how you evaluate a project, right? How many items are listed? How many people are trying to sell and get out and make a profit versus the amount of people that are trying to hold on to the project? They're good. They're, they, don't want, they don't want that .5. They want their JPEG. So, uh, or they want to be a member of that community still. They don't want to lose access. So they're willing to hold on. So all these projects are concerned with trying to get you to hold on, especially as that floor price goes up. Because, you know, the higher that floor price, that means, hey, people are like, yo, I could get out. I could get out for it, you know... Because how much is 0.5? Again, you know, 3,000. Oh, well, that's easy math, you know, and a half. So, 1,500 bucks. You know, he only, John B only, only paid $360. Now, if the floor price goes up to 0.5, he now has, you know what I mean? 1,500 bucks minus the 360. That's 11, 1140 in profit. And that's how you want to go about It's thinking about, okay, if I sell, you know, and subtracting how much I pay, how much profit am I making? Um, and you want to sell accordingly. So, uh, the one thing to always check, that's your first, John B's first thing to do is to look at the floor price. He wants to go onto OpenSea and look at, you know, what's the cheapest one being sold at how many, you know, and then scroll. So, go, so and to, and to do that guys, uh, when you are looking at a collection on OpenSea, uh, you go to the collection and, uh, Say uh, you go to the collection, then on your left, you'll see it says filter status, buy now, on auction, new has offers. Uh, Make sure it's on items in the center and not activity. Uh, But then you'll see the buy now, all that click buy now, and those are it'll it'll give you a number of how many your items are listed, say a thousand. And then you'll see in order the ones that are up for sale. You know, and and it'll just it'll it'll keep you as you scroll down, the price will get higher and higher. And then you'll start to see like, okay, bet this is, this one is worth this much, this is worth that. And you figure out like, okay, if I list at, if I list at point, say John wants to make more than 0.5 and he decides to list at 0.55, it might be a 20 in front of him, you know, in between, or it might just be a few. If there's just a few in front of you, you might be, you might be able to sell. So that's just, that's, but that's his first, his first thing to do is to, to go look at the open seat page of his collection and get familiar with you know what other people are trying to trying to do you know you can even go to their page and see how much they bought it at if you want to really dig but that's not needed uh but you know you, you can look through and just see you know how much people are trying to sell for how many people are trying to sell if a lot of people are trying to sell that's not a good sign It's not a good sign and it's you know you're probably going to have to undercut some people to get yours out um but also in the reverse and the re, but in the reverse of that if not a lot of people are trying to sell, say there's only like 600 listings, feel confident in listing high. Feel confident in listing high because it's only going to take a few people to sell before they get to you before and before that price goes up. But and in, in that case also, you might be losing profits because the, the floor price might go up quicker than you think. Um, so that's just something to be careful for as well.
1: Right. Okay, and so I think right now, well, first of all, let me say John B would be very happy taking $1,100 of profit, I, I think. I just have a gut feeling about that. Uh, but then also, I think right now what we're talking about is just like the general sale of an an, an NFT, just any NFT. However, there's another added layer uh, in addition to the to the kind of the price floor and how the numbers are moving. And that's the overall rarity of the traits of the NFT, similar to how a specific uh, Air Jordan colorway might be more valuable than a different another Air Jordan colorway because it's just more rare. So, can we talk about that? The different traits
0: and the rarity. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is very important, um, and this is something you should know before before you try to sell anything. You need to understand why one NFT might cost more than the other. Um, why there might be a floor an NFT on the floor that is 0.5, but there's another one that's two ETH in the same collection. Um, and again, everybody, every every customer is setting their own price because you're the owner. There isn't like the company that that owns the NFTs. It's no longer in their hands anymore. They they've sold the, all these assets out. You own them so. Each individual customer is setting the price for the NFT and that's how the floor price is determined it's a free market Uh, but with that being said each collection if there's say 8,000 of them they are ranked in order so even though you buy in when you buy in it's blind and it's a raffle Uh, you buy you know you buy whatever number and then once they're revealed you know, after they reveal the collection, that is when everyone figures out what they got. You know, and again, they're ranked from number one to eight thousand. So you might have number fifty of eight thousand, or you might have number seven thousand of eight thousand. So the more rare, i i e the the higher up in the in the rankings, the more valuable. And that's just because the way they create these collections they have traits, you know, if they're a bunch of apes, this ape might have sunglasses and this one might be holding a banana and, you know, and this one might be doing that. Whereas a lot of them might have similar traits, you know, but sometimes there's a few that one of the apes might be all gold, you know, and that's number one. And then like another one might be, In space or have the matrix background or something like that whereas like the other ones all kind of just have like a yellow background or plain so they're ranked in order because they're they all are different but some of them are more and more rare so the more rare your nft the more valuable and that's when you've seen like these like million dollar sales on nfts or you know something sold for 30 eth it's usually a rare nft because those are more valuable in the collections um, and a lot of series collectors want to hold on to those. In order to um, to check your rarity, uh, there are sites like rarity.tools or raritysniper.com where you can put in your collection and then it'll show you it'll um, it'll show you where in order your piece is. So, you know, John B just plugs in his piece, you know, he's got he's got number 3530. Uh, you know, cause they, they give you a number when you buy number fifty, number sixty, number five thousand, whatever. But those numbers aren't necessarily it's your token ID. It isn't necessarily the rank, if that makes sense. Like the rank is different. The rank is different than your uh your your item number. So you 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 plug in your token ID, your item number into one of these rarity sites, and then it'll show you where your item is ranked. And you can always go to the Discord of your project. And they'll have official links usually in there where they'll tell you where their rarity is or just ask someone like, hey, how can I check the rarity on my project? And they'll tell you which site your project is listed because each project is kind of listed somewhere different. But RaritySniper.com and Rarity.Tools are some of the popular ones. Um, Perfect. Yeah.
1: Okay. So awesome. So now we know what uh, or how to look for how rare your item is. Let's get now into
0: the pre-reveal versus post-reveal. Are we ready for that? Yeah, we're ready for that. So yeah, so we just talked about, you know, rarity, right? And how like when you buy into a, or when you mint a collection or if you buy secondary uh, pre-reveal, uh, you don't know which one you're going to get, right? You don't know if you're going to have a rare one. You don't know if you're going to have, you know, a, a floor one that, you know, well, not a floor one, but one that's like number 9,000, you don't know. So at that time, it's kind of a toss up. No one even knows what the collection really looks like yet. You have usually seen, you've seen some samples. You've seen the artist work. Uh, you have seen examples, but you don't specifically know what the entire collection is going to look like. Uh, you you know you just you just don't. And there's um we can talk about it later. But there's a there's a project that they raised seventy million dollars. It's called Pixelmon. Uh, pre-reveal because they just sewed up so much hype it was going to be like a pokemon game and all these things and after in the four, <laughs> I, I the four i think it was like yeah three three e people were paying three e for them after the reveal pre-reveal like, pre-reveal bro pre-reveal and wow when the art came out people hated it it was trash you know what i mean so there's like calling it a rug the guy's trying to argue and say it's not a rug but Uh, it looks like a rug to me. (laughs) Like it just looks bad. Uh, but yeah. So a lot of people think you know when you're thinking about selling, pre-reveal is a good time to sell. You know, Hate Beast is also a big example of that. Hate Beast is a project that was really, 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 really hyped up, man. Like they just had good marketing. People were excited about it. There were apes, you know, but they had apes wear you know fashion clothes on. And like you know, there's a huge demand, right? we told you Twitter is a way to check, check the, uh, you know, just or Discord are ways to check the the followings and see how much the demand is. And the way like hate beasts like the Discord had like three hundred thousand members. Uh, they they have three hundred thousand people on their Twitter following. So you, and there's only what eight thousand pieces, right? So it's just like you already know if there's this many people that want one. And there's only so many people that can get one. The price is already going up, regardless, right? Because it's just like there's going to be somebody willing to pay more than the next person, and then the, and the next person, the next person to get one. So in the in the case of Hate Beast, uh, I don't remember what the mint was. I'm sure I have it somewhere here. Okay, yeah. Okay, guys. So yeah, so Hate Beast. I mean, Hate Beast was to ETH, guys. It was to ETH when it launched. It dropped January the 19th, 2022. And I, I again with your numbers, I keep track of projects I'm interested in. Um, I keep track of the floor price, the date, the time, and how much ETH is at that time, and how much volume is happening. For me, it just helps me really have an understanding of how much things cost and what people are buying, etc. So it dropped for 0.2 ETH. The floor immediately went to 7.53 ETH immediately. So if you were able wow. to, yeah, if you were able to get one for 0.2 the next day, not even the next day, probably that night, you were able to sell it for 7.53. That means you made 7.32 in profit. Now let's do the math. Uh, 0.2 times 3,000, you only paid $600. You only paid $600. And then you were able to sell this for 7.5 uh, times 3,000. You were able to make 22,500 bucks. Or your profit, wow. yeah, your profit. Minus the six hundred was twenty one thousand. How else can you make twenty one thousand overnight, legitimately, just cha-ching. by <laughs> ching ching ching, <laughs> like just just buying JPEG? So this, my friends, is why people are excited about this. This is life changing money. This is this is why we're doing a podcast. Like like this stuff is this stuff is real, bro. This stuff is really real. It's real money you can cash out. Um. So yeah. So you know, post so. Generally, pre reveal, there's still this hype. No one knows what the art looks like. No one knows if they're about to get a, a rare, you know, one on one, if they can sell for even more because, you know, the, again, the floor price, right, was 7.53. That's That means, well, actually, the, the, oh, all that, that makes sense. I actually just pulled this together for myself. So the floor price is going to be a lot higher pre reveal because no one knows what they have yet. So it's kind of just a gamble, right? Whereas a floor yeah. pr- a floor price post reveal, people know what they have. So they might not like this one, you know, and now they're selling it for cheaper. But sometimes those rare pieces are still expensive. Uh so that's why we're saying like pre-reveal versus post-reveal, when people can actually see the art and see them all. This is a very different time, ta- very different time to buy. Uh, but generally the price is higher pre-reveal. So if you're just trying to make a quick flip we rec- I at least personally recommend selling pre-reveal and in the case of hate beasts this is what happened guys uh <laughs> the project did not re- even though it launched on January the 19th it did not reveal until January the 31st no uh yeah no um i think around actually february the 7th but the floor price was 7.5 7.8 it went up to 8.3 on, on January the 30th. It was at 9 ETH on 131. Post reveal, my first tracking price tracking was on February the 7th, 4.3. It, the price went Whoa. in half, 4.3, which is still a decent amount of money if you only pay 0.2. But some people didn't. Some people thought that like, you know, the price, you know, might go higher and they, they bought in at 0.8 and you know I me mean, at 8.3 or you know at 7 ETH and now the price has gone down in half uh and what happened was when the art came out people didn't like it you know they had things where the ears were going through the hats uh just you know just like things that it just just wasn't really executed properly i just i didn't even really like it myself and i was really excited about that project so that was something very interesting to see and now today i think the last day i I tracked hey beast was on march the second it's down to 1.9
1: I'm looking at 1.3 right now. Oh my gosh. Right now, I <laughs> From nine. Can you imagine some people paid eight, nine each? Yes, bro. Yeah. Pre-reveal. Yes,
0: yes. Ah, oh, that is wild. And now it's at 1.3. That yeah. Crazy, I, I, I've been tweeting about it, and some of my friends are like, yo, it's going to zero. They they're like, yo, no, that because now you got these people, you know, if you if you're excited about this and you believe in a team and you hold on and then the art comes out and it's trash. Some, some people are, are in denial sometimes. They they don't kind of, they, they're they like, well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I still think it's good. I still think we're going to make it. But you really got to pay attention and, and look at what's happening and what other people feel. Because it's true. Like And it's like slowly and slowly people are starting to sell and starting to sell. And you don't want to be the guy that had, that had to wait to get out at 1.3. When you saw it was a sinking ship. Right there at four ETH, you know you tr- you got to be you got to be willing to take a loss. Um, well, that's also debatable. Some people feel like, yeah, okay, I don't know. You just got to watch your numbers and think about what makes sense for you. Um, right. But, right. Yeah, what makes sense for you? If you're still at a profit and the floor is crashing like that, take the profit. Do not wait for it to get back down to point two, unless you have conviction in the project. If you have conviction, you love the art. You're like, hey, I just think you know people you know don't understand or they're getting flooded. You've done your research and you still feel like it makes sense as a good buy. Hold on to it, cause I've seen projects go down just like MFers and go right back up and you know and, and hit the moon. So it just depends on your financial situation. Or can you afford to lose the ETH that you spent? If you only spent point two, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm still up. Um, you can you can afford to lose it. But if you if you bought in at at five ETH and now it's down to to two. You know, would you be better off with that two ETH or are you willing to go to zero? And that's just something to think about personally when things are, prices are dipping. uh, Just think about, you know, what your, again, also what your goal is, right? If your goal is to get out of, if my goal is to get out at one ETH or get out at two ETH, when you hit that price, get out. Uh, But if your goal is like, hey, I just want to support this artist. I'm in it for 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 the long haul, then whatever. Don't even check the floor price. But we're talking to, John B. wants to sell. John B wants to make some money, bro. So he's checking <laughs> that cool. he does. Yeah. So if that if that floor price hits his goal pre-reveal, he's selling, bro. He's selling. Unless he feels like, you know what? And this is the case with me today. I'm I'm into this uh, this project. I bought into this project, Loser Club. I'm thinking about holding on to it after the reveal because I just think the art is so dope. I think the art is dope, and uh, I'm pretty sure that there will be demand for it. You know, even if it doesn't happen right away. As I, I know for a fact i know for a fact it's worth what i pay for it and just and that's for me because i check prices regularly i know what else i could get for 0.15 or 0.14 and looking at the art or at least the examples i've seen oh it's worth that much you know and, and some more I, th- I think it's gonna go a bit higher um i just don't know when that is but I know it's worth what i bought so you and this is this is going to be your research guys is to to be checking prices and looking at projects and understanding how much things cost so you don't get played? You know, you don't end up spending a lot of money on something that's not worth it. Because uh, the hype, and again, with Hate Beast, like hype, man, is it's not enough, bro. It's not enough.
1: Yep. So for John B., it sounds like there's a money factor, there's a time factor, um, and obviously, like that hype factor, because pre reveal, there's that idea of rarity still. Right, yeah. you might still get that rare piece. That's why yeah. I think. Well, that's another reason why people are willing to pay more because just in case they get number one, then that's going to be obviously like a huge flip. That might, you know, that's going to be a yeah. lot more money. But so, so it's, I, it's I, about
0: I, your level of risk. And I give you guys this example. Like my, my, I got lucky. My, my first mint was Smilesverse, and I got a rare. I got number four ten of eight thousand or nine thousand or something like that. Uh, and the four pieces were selling for one ETH. I was able to sell for twice that. I was able to sell for two ETH, and I probably could have sold for more. But I, my goal was two ETH, you know. So yeah. and I, you can get lucky. You can get lucky and make some money, especially if you get a rare. I've seen. I think some girl who got like a rare, a rare invisible friend it's just made like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Like you can really like, you can come up.
1: But then you can also come all the way down. You can and also come down. Not financial <laughs> advice, okay? Yeah, yeah. Not financial advice. It, always not. do your own research. Please do your own research. Uh, we're just do trying to research. tell you different things to be thinking about as you are setting, or as John B. and everybody else is setting your price. Um, and I think this is a good, good place to get to ultimately what we want to say, which is things are not going to go your way all the time. Facts. You're, you were talking about... Taking profits when you can, that's key. Um, you yourself have experienced that. Honestly, me, I still have not experienced actually selling an NFT, um, but uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, hopefully someone will buy one of my pieces at, at some point. I wanna, obviously I wanna play the right price points and things like that. Um, but yeah, anything else uh, you think? Any final tips on selling your first
0: NFT? Uh, don't be greedy. Uh, You know, I, I think don't mind taking small profits either. Like, they add up, yo. Like, I know everybody wants the big sell, right? You want to turn 0.2 into 1 ETH or, you know, 5 ETH, 10 ETH. But sometimes just going from 0.2 to 0.3 or from 0.2 to 0.4, that's pretty solid. Especially if you keep doing it, right? You keep doing it. Next thing you know you got a whole one ETH to play with, right? And now you can come into a project and get three of them or four of them and keep doing that, you know, and keep just, keep taking that, you know, turn that into two ETH. And now, you know, like, you just, I think everyone just wants to, they think of like these huge big gains, but even if you just think about in life, it's just kind of about, you know, kind of just kind of like, you know, um, fuck, what is it? Small wins. small, Small wins, accumulating, um... Damn, I'm looking for a term, but I can't think of it. You know, it's like um,
1: compounding. Yeah,
0: maybe. yeah, compounding, compounding. So yeah, it's just about compounding, bro. Just about like you know, just you know. All right, bet. I'm, I I I I just made this point two point four. Now I just made this point four point six, and then next thing you know, that point six became one point two. That one point two can become three. Like so, I don't be afraid to take small wins. I do it sometimes. Like I bought. Um, efforts, you know, and it's a project that I have conviction for. And this is not me shilling that project. This is just me giving you guys an example. Um, I bought it at points. I bought I bought three of them. I bought three of them uh, at different prices. One of them, I, I pay a higher price because it's my PFP. So uh, we'll talk about that later, about, you know, which ones you should buy when you are buying. But, you know, uh, I spent more money on a PFP, whereas like if I'm trying to sell, I'm buying what's on the floor because it's easier to sell pieces that are on the floor than it is to sell rares because you're going to have more people trying to buy the cheapest one versus people who are trying to drop, you know, one one eighth on a rare. It's just a fact, right. but it'll, it'll happen, but it's going to, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be harder for you to sell. So if you're someone that's just trying to flip, then you might want to just get four pieces, you know, cause then you can flip those pretty quickly and you won't get wrecked on, you know, having a rare piece that you end up having to sell at floor because you just need the money um so yeah so i bought into afmf and it's a project that and a lot of people keep doing this right because prices go up and down uh so i bought in 0.07 uh you know price went up to 0.15 i knew that was a good price and i knew that price wasn't going to hold i knew it was just like hype uh so i sold one of my pieces you know what i mean i caught a profit uh floor price went back down back to back down to 0.07 I bought another <laughs> you know what i mean and like then the now the floor, the, floor, the floor went to 0.2 uh and it's just like you can keep taking those kind of profits you know and like you'll find that it ends up paying for your next nft or 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 you or you made your money back i i basically made my money back on two off that one sale right um even though i reinvested later you can keep doing that with projects like you know if, if you believe in that project buy multiple and don't mind don't feel bad about making a sale uh if you if, you, if a price feels high like, yo this is high all right babe, let me sell one and you know and that's why the strategy is three because that way you can make a sale take a profit and you still got two to see if it goes higher and if the price isn't going higher get rid of those other ones you know and move forward but if the price keeps going higher hold on take profit again take profit with your second one and then hold the third one if the price goes even higher You know what I mean? Boom. Sell that last one or hold on to that one forever because now you made profit twice already. Um, But, uh, yeah, but again, things won't go your way. So you really just want to buckle down on doing your research, making sure, again, you buy something that you love, even if it goes to zero. Even if you're flipping, even when you're flipping, even if like your only goal is to make some money, still try to get something that you think is dope. You know, and I, I, even when I look at my four pieces, I try to find a cool one because you're selling to someone else that is buying that project because they want to use that as their PFP or they want access to whatever the club is. So you want to get something that someone else is going to want to buy. Uh, so, yeah, try to get And I want to end
1: with that. Yeah. Um. So you, you were just talking about access to the club, right? That's another thing to think about, right? Like we're talking about a lot of money that can be earned and that's really cool but again going back to that community once you sell you might be out of the community right you can't access the community the same way which is kind of what's happening with mfers for you right now right yeah like, you're just telling me you want to get back in
0: because you want to be again officially part of the community facts facts. Yeah, said you have to be a holder like being a holder a lot of times like channels have private discourse just for the holders and it's like once you sell the asset, you lose all access to that. You know what I mean? You can't use it as your you cannot use that as your PFP P- anymore. If you've been using a, a NFT as your your PFP on Instagram, you got to take that down now because someone else now owns that asset. And this is the game of being inside of NFTs versus like, you know, normies who don't get it and they just think, "Oh, I'm a screenshot." When you're really a member and you're in this, like if you sold that picture and you got it up Nah, you're, you're a fraud and people are going to like, they're not going to like, you, you know what I mean? They're, they're going to look down on you for doing that because that's somebody else's NFT now. So, you know, that's, these are some things to think about. If you're really enjoying your community and you want to engage and you want to use your PFP, then, all right, then maybe I don't want to sell this. Which is for me why, again, buying three, you can, you know, get one that is, you know, all right, I'm, this is my PFP. I'm not selling this. And these other ones I'm, I'm playing the game with. I'm taking profits or whatever. But like this piece, nah, this is, this is who I am. This is who's representing me in the metaverse.
1: Now that we're done letting John B. know how to make his first NFT sale. Let's get into this week's non fungible tea. What's going on in the NFT world? What's the drama?
0: Yeah, I think something that just happened uh, that was pretty wild to see. Wow. There was an incident uh, with this NFT called Weather Report, which is uh, a pretty big project. And there have been a lot of hype around it. Let's see how many um, followers. They got like 67,000 followers. You know, the project uh, is 10,000 PFPs, and it's just really cool. These like gnome heads, and it's like, you know... Uh, just different graphics, but you know, like, again, it was like a really hyped project. The art was sick. Everybody wanted it. Everyone's trying to get on whitelist for it. And last last week, like, well, about two weeks ago now, or right right before the reveal, the main artist comes out and says that uh he's been kicked out of the project. <laughs> His name is Dentit. His name is Dentit. Uh, what is uh. Yeah, his name is Denton. Denton, right? Yeah, his name is Denton. Um, His Instagram, his Twitter is at Denton in my head. But yeah, Denton uh, releases this document basically saying that he had a disagreement with the founders, that they never came to a conclusion about how much um, he was going to get paid. Uh, I guess they just like, which to me was already kind of irresponsible to already be making art and doing work before you figured out like the agreement on how much we're going to make or how much we're going to split the revenue. Because these projects, they make money off the sale. So if you're selling 10,000 uh, NFTs for 0. 0.1, that ends up being $3 million. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a lot of money to bring in. Uh, and that's the kind of money these projects are making. Um, and that's why it's, you know, there's a project dropping every day. And everyone's everyone's trying to get in there. And it's why people are trying to sell projects before they've even spent time you know, in the in the industry or in the market, like owning a, owning an NFT or you know they don't really even get the space. They're just trying to make money any way they can uh, with these projects. So that's what happened. He he ended up he he he, he released a statement saying that uh, the other the other two members from Weather Report came to him and they gave him an offer. And the other two guys, I think it's a guy Zach goes hard. Nevermind Never mind, Will or whatever. And they're not. Uh, they're not artists, but they're kind of like brand guys. Uh, I think they're Will guys, photographer. But I guess they were trying to take 25% of the sale, themselves, them two, and only give him 5%, which, you know, some people was like, "What? that's still a lot of money. You know what I mean? If 5%, $3 million is like still a decent amount of money. Uh, but, you know, he felt like he did all the work. You know, it was his art, this, that, and the third. So he 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 claims that he then tried to negotiate and you know what I mean and you know give a counter offer of like hey you know this is how much I think and when he did that they kind of pushed out like well if you're not happy with this uh, you know we can just get some new artists you know and you know you can walk away from the table and that's pretty much what happened they pretty much pushed him out of it and got a new artists <laughs> instead of him actually and um, he then. Had to, you know, he then released a statement, you know, with screenshots because they're there. Okay, so now the other end of the argument for them is hey, we've been building this brand because it takes money and all this to build these things, right? Uh, he's like, they're like, yo, we were building this brand weather report long before you, you know, we brought you in as, you know, as an artist, you know what I mean, to do a job and, you know, we were paying you a fee uh, for that. And this was what we felt was, you know, comparable for your services. And you know, yeah, so like that's pretty much how they felt, and they feel like he was trying to be greedy and it just didn't work out. But the only thing about the only thing about the NFT space and Twitter is once it's brought into the public, it's up for debate now. (laughs) Now it's up for debate, it's up for debate. And Denton put out a statement, you know, with his side of the story. He had screenshots, you know, of them pretty much saying, like, yo, do your thing, bro, like, you know, you're the go and like it was pretty clear he had done all the art for the most for the most part like it was pretty much his project um, and they made it but so then at both parties released he released a statement he released a statement this is obviously going viral on Twitter they the weather report team then holds a Twitter space which for the most part Twitter and Twitter spaces is where all this stuff happens guys this is where you're getting your information and figuring out you know keeping up with your projects and like yo should I buy this or not oh, I don't know I don't know if I like these people like that's where you're getting your information at. So they hold a Twitter space, you know, telling their side of the story. You know, we just hired him for this and yada, yada. And he got some Twitter followers and it got to his head. And now he wants, you know, equal share this, not the third. And truthfully, when I heard that, I don't know. I just didn't like how, like, they kind of were coming off like crazy ego you know what I'm saying? They like just kind of, it was pretty much Weather the,
1: Report, e- you're saying?
0: Weather, yeah, the Weather Report team. Yeah, it was okay. crazy. It was crazy ego. Like, you know, we're the shit, yada, yada. Like, we don't need him. And like, you know, we just hired him to do a little job. And it was really clear that he did a lot. You know what I mean? And like the, the artist, would, to me, what brought me to the to the project, not the brand, is like, I love the art. Mm-hmm. Uh, So he, so the, but then they had blocked him so he couldn't come into the Twitter space to tell his side of the story, which I felt like would have been fair. Like, Oh, why don't we have a discussion? And other people were in the Twitter space like, hey, well, you know, is there a way we could fix this and, you know, maybe get you guys, you know, on the same page, you know, so you can work together again. And they were pretty much like, nope, you know, he's already kind of turned us off. Like, we're good. So some other people in the community then hold a Twitter space for Denton, the artist, because he didn't have as big a following as them, you know. So they didn't hold a Twitter space for him. And I went to that one, and like everyone's on the first one, I was on the first one, and I was like, "All right, I'm over this one." So then I go to Denton's Twitter Space, and he's telling his side of the story, and I'm like, "Man, that's that's making a lot of sense." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, now, I only so, heard
1: his Twitter Space. I didn't hear the weather report one. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's why I, I was kind of leaning towards Denton's Denton side. But again, he's an artist, and that's he's an like artist. This whole thing, whole thing is
0: supposed to be yeah, man, and. Yeah, so there is just there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into all this and like, you know, how much to pay people. No one really knows, right? It's all so brand new. Uh, even for me, that was my first time really seeing a breakdown of how much they were trying to pay people. Uh, so it's all right. for toss up, it's all for debate. And you know, sometimes like some artists does just want to make a quick check and even like with bored apes, you know, people don't know this girl, Seneca, who's the artist of Bored Apes. She doesn't even have an ape. She doesn't have one, bro. Uh, they didn't give her oh, I don't know I don't know what happened with that but eventually I think they said they paid her a million dollars but it is a situation like yeah when she when she was hired for the project it was only point zero eight, you know and like it hadn't sold out it hadn't become what Bored Ape is today which is why commissions and all these things are like that stuff you got you got to figure out and I I think the worst thing they did was to go that far with the art and the whole project without coming to terms because then you kind of mm-hmm. Now it's a toss up. Uh, But long story short, now there are people on both sides. And now you got people who are whitelisted. You know, you got people who are whitelisted for Weather Report. And, you know, it's 67,000 people who are trying to buy this. They know they're going to make money. You know what I mean? All they got to do is just mint. They're going to make money. So, of course, what are they going to do? They're going to ride for their project. And the guy, Zach, was doing stuff like in the Discord, like, hey, if you guys unfollow Denton and, you know what I mean? like, if you unfollow Denton or whatever and like this tweet, uh, we'll give you whitelist spots. And for me, that That's was whack. That was super whack. That was super whack. Um, but long story short, they both ended up, uh, they, they both moved forward, bro. So Denton dropped a new project, his own project called Dented Feels. And Weather Report still released their project, Weather Report. Uh, even though, they cha- I guess they changed the art, they got new artists. They still look very similar, guys. They Still look very they similar, look so similar. I'm they looking look, at it right
1: now on Open Sea, yeah, it's like five percent difference.
0: Yeah, they still look very similar, so it's just a matter of you people have to choose sides of which one they like. For me personally, I thought Dented Fills art is doper or was doper than Weather Report. I really did, yeah. I really did, I still do. Um, and clearly, I'm not alone because the floor price for Dented Fills is 0.24. And the floor price for weather report is 0.1. Yep. And then if you look at sales so traded volume traded density fills 3.7 k. Vo- now this is something that took me a while to figure out volume, right? So that's the amount of sales like that has happened and how much you know what I mean, how much uh, money has been made that way. So if it says 3.7 ETH has been 3.7 thousand ETH has been volume traded, that times the price of ETH, which is 3,000, 12 million in sales, bro. 12 they've done 12 million Ooh. they've done 12 million in sales whereas he's only done 1.5 so mm, 4.5 million 4.5 which is still not shabby and they're getting probably like 10% off of all those sales you know what i mean like they're making money still like is this it, it's But lo- also the big thing is like you just got to pick like you know which which community which project which art am i excited about am i standing behind and for me, something about the Dented Fields feels better. That's funny that that's a play on words. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's just because, yeah, I, I, I believe in supporting the artist, man. Like, let's support the art, you know what I mean? And, like, let's support the artist as much as possible. This whole space is around art, and that's what's getting us excited. That's who should be making the money. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm rocking with Dented Fields. I don't have one, but I kind of want one, and now they're kind of too expensive. I gotta, I gotta stack my. They my, are, yeah. I gotta stack my ETH up to get one at this point, you know. Um, but I think they're yeah, sick. I was, I was looking at some
1: of these, like they have like a hole in their head with like yeah. a light in it. It, it, it. it, yeah. It plays more on, on emotion. The art plays more on emotion versus weather report. It's just kind of like more random. I don't feel like it. It kind of plays on emotion, but it doesn't do it the same way. Yeah, uh, Dente feels does it better. Uh, but overall, from from this non-fungible tea, uh, I think it it was a great example of artists winning in a in a way that they couldn't really win before. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you think about the music industry, like once you sign that contract with the label, that's it's sad. over. That's it. you know that's it, it. you can't do anything Now, as an artist, you can you can do something and you can really make an impact. And now he's making way more money than the people that screwed him so i think overall it's it's a win for the nft community in general um and yeah yeah, anything else for for
0: non-fungible t yeah man i just think I, i love nft community i love twitter i love that you know people are able to yeah hold a space and tell their side and like everything is about just being fair bro it's so dope and i just think the way things are set up in our existing world Like, you know, like that artist probably never would have been able to get a platform and have, you know, a discussion about what happened to him. He would have gotten kicked out and they would have replaced him and moved forward. But the way the NFT world is, man, it's things are fair, you know, people still support Weather Report and people, you know, like you can still pick both sides. But I just I think it's a great community and. I think once you guys get in here and start participating and, you know, speaking up, you know, you'll see people commenting, you know, arguing in the comments and telling them how, the, how they feel on their side. It's fun. Actually, I have a lot of fun with it.
1: <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. I think that's it
0: for Episode 5. You want to end with anything else to our, our club members here? No, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. We appreciate it. You know, if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Um, on our Twitter at NFTCC Podcast, or just hit us personally. I'm NFT Hawk Loves ETH on Twitter. Uh, John, JB, you want to tell them yours?
1: Not really, because I don't really. <laughs> I don't tweet. I just be retweeting. I, I'm more like just liking your posts and things like that. But yeah, you could you could check me out. I'm the JB NFT Journey. Actually, follow me. Maybe if I get like a hundred, yeah, followers, I think I'll start
0: you, I think when yeah, when you get some followers, you you'll, you'll get out there but yeah man yeah feel free to reach out to us and any questions or things you guys want to see we got some exciting things coming for you guys thank you All right, peace peace yeah thank you again guys for tuning in to NFT Culture Club it's been a pleasure we'll be back again with the next episode soon and always
1: remember club this is not financial advice we're just two NFT learners sharing our journey with you all But if we've helped you out, make sure you let us know, like, comment, and subscribe to the NFT Culture Club podcast. See you in the next episode.